Hey there gamers, this is Jay and welcome to Defender of the Realm. So today what I wanted to do, because there's been some news lately about uh, Dragon Age 4, when is it coming out, is it coming out, what's it going to be about? Uh, so I just really wanted to take a overview <coughs> of the Dragon Age series, which is one of my favorite gaming series. Um, just kind of take a look at, at, at an overview of it and kind of seeing possibly where they're going to go with uh, Dragon Age 4. So I just want to say right up front, if you have not played any of these games, if you haven't finished Inquisition, if you especially, if you didn't play the Trespasser DLC for Inquisition, there's going to be some spoilers ahead. Wow, it's almost like a movie review. <coughs> um and really what I'm doing is I'm not really looking at, like, right now, gameplay or, or anything like that. Because I know that's a big discussion in itself. The differences in gameplay between Origins to Inquisition, where are they going to go with 4? I'm not really going to look at that. I'll probably discuss those later on when I look at the individual games. This is really just a, a, a overview of the series and where are they going to go with 4. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, so... Really, what do we know about Dragon Age? Okay, well, it takes place, uh, you know, in this mythical realm during the Age of Dragons, the Dragon Age. And we do know that every age, you know, is usually marked by what's known as the Blight. Uh, the Darkspawn rise up. They're led by an archdemon, usually a dragon. And that's really where we begin with Dragon Age Origins. Uh, you choose your character and pretty much, you know, you become a Grey Warden, and you are going to be the one that ends the Blight. So, I think the thing that's really interesting about the series through the first three games is, you know, they're not direct sequels of one another. You know, you look at some other games, um, you know, you look at, like, uh, games like Mass Effect, you know, these games, like, they're kind of direct sequels, you know, the story kind of follows a flow. This... Dragon Age, it's more of, you know, not so much a flow of a s one singular story, but it's really a flow of events. So it's almost, <laughs> it's going to be kind of weird here, but it's almost sort of like if you look at what the MCU did. You know, you have these individual movies, uh, the stories kind of flow in and out, uh, you know, they'll come together for a big one like Avengers or Infinity War, but, <clears throat> you know... It's not like uh, right after Iron Man. It's not like Thor was a direct sequel of that. It's not like the first Avenger was a sequel of that. Uh, you know, it, it's just really, you know, these stories, all they all kind of flow in and around each other. I guess that's really the best way to put it. So, because when Dragon Age 2 opens, your character, who is going to um, go on to become the champion of Kirkwall your character and their family is actually fleeing the blight in Ferelden. Um, you know, which is pretty much what's happening in the first Dragon Age, you know, Dragon Age Origins. Um, while all this is happening, you know, the story of Dragon Age 2, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, the story of Dragon Age 2, excuse me, uh, it's being narrated by Varric, uh, and he's talking to Cassandra. Uh, so when Dragon Age Inquisition opens, we're pretty much going to assume, because Varric is there, Cassandra is there, that pretty much as he is finishing up his tale, 
the telling of Dragon Age 2, uh, the events of Inquisition have pretty much begun to unfold. Uh, of course, a lot of the drama and conflict that was created in Dragon Age 2 spills over and kind of leads to events in Inquisition. But again, these games really aren't direct sequels with one another. They're sort of like separate little stories that are happening in and around one another. You know, granted, by the time Inquisition starts, the events of Origins has ended. Uh, I mean, those those events pretty much end, I think, about halfway through Dragon Age 2, let's just say. Because <clears throat> if you think about it, Dragon Age 2 is really kind of broken down into about three or four chapters. Um, but the events of Dragon Age 2 don't really cause a direct sequel for 3, but, you know, the events that happen, the events that unfold, uh, you know, really the war between uh, the Templars and the Mages, uh, you know, that really causes the events of Inquisition. So, I think this is really the reason why I just love the Dragon Age series, is it's a great story, a great plot, a great I don't know, I guess just really a great setting of events. Um, you know, when I first, you know, I finished Origins, right away could not wait to start Dragon Age 2. Listen, gameplay issues aside, character development aside, let's just put that on hold for a second. I was a little confused. I said, okay, well, it's not really a direct sequel because, again... The Blight's happening. You know, Dragon Age Origins is happening. I'm escaping that. I'm escaping to Kirkwall. Then my story's going to kind of continue. Now, granted, you know, you do run into characters like Alistair. And, you know, depending on the choices you make in Origins, like, you'll run into Alistair all throughout the series. Kind of wondering if he if he is going to show up in 4. Again, I guess the choices that you make really sort of depend on that. But I really think that going forward, Dragon Age 4, whatever they're going to call it, the Winter War, maybe, <laughs> because it kind of, again, if you got the Trespasser DLC and you sort of watched that post-credit scene, I mean, I can't believe it. Our video games doing this now. We're doing stinger scenes at the end of games. Uh, it looks like <laughs> the Inquisition might start a war with uh, the Tevinter Imperium. Maybe, who knows? We'll see. Um, but really, if you got Inquisition and you played Trespasser. I don't see how they can't, how Dragon Age 4 is not going to be a direct sequel of that. Now, this is where I'm going to throw it up there. Spoiler warning, spoiler alert. If you did not play Inquisition, if you did not finish Inquisition, and especially if you do not play the Trespasser DLC and complete it, spoilers are ahead. Fair warning. Okay, so Inquisition, Solus the Elf. S-O-L-A-S. He's not soulless. Well, maybe he is soulless. Who knows? But Solus the Elf, uh, he is a really big major player in this. Now, granted, he starts off the game simply as a mage. Hey, I'm here to help the Inquisition. You know, uh, Corpheus, I want to stop Corpheus just like you do. Uh, but we find out, especially at the end of the game, we find out... You know, the orb that Corpheus uses to try to basically, you know, rip open the veil and, and basically spill all the evil inside the veil out to help kind of take over, that's from Solus. Solus gave it to him. Uh, we go on to find out that Solus is actually, he's actually one of the original elven gods. Um, you know, he's the one that created the veil. He, be, he basically created that divide 
between our world and the fades, sort of like that spiritual realm. This is the realm where mages get their powers from. This is where the original elves got their power from. Uh, because of the fade, uh, elves of old lived forever. They were immortal. They had vast amounts of power. Solus felt that, no, he needed to create that barrier because he wanted to trap the elven gods in the fade. You know, he really thought that they were... I guess oppressing his people really for for a matter of that you know and it's kind of interesting if you think about it when you first meet Solus, you know uh of course uh when the fate is ripped open uh the anchor is on your hand uh your adventure begins in inquisition you know cassandra and liliana you meet them first uh and then you meet varric and Solus. Uh, when you kind of get through that first little intro scenes there and, and, and kind of play through that first go-round uh, where, you know, you, you kind of make that decision uh, of, of where you're going forward in the game, uh, when you get back to sort of uh, the, well, you're not really Inquisition yet, but when you get back to your base camp uh, and, of course, you go around, you talk to Varric, you talk to Liliana, you talk to Cassandra, uh, you know, you really kind of talk to everybody there. If you talk to Solus, he will tell you about really kind of the, the connection that he has to the Fade and how, you know, he loves to go to battlefields, ancient, ancient battlefields, and how he can kind of meditate and you know, through the fade and using the fade, he can kind of see the spirits of the people that fought in these battles. Really kind of should have tipped us all off there. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say I knew who Solus was from the beginning or his part to play in the game. I mean, really, at the end, when we get that stinger scene at the end where Solus really reveals himself, and I'm just talking Inquisition, we haven't even gotten a Trespasser yet. Um, when he really reveals who he was, I mean, I was shocked. I was totally shocked. Did not see it coming. I thought, this is my buddy. You know, he is part of the Inquisition. He helped me out. You know, what the F? <laughs> um, trespasser. Two years after the uh, incident or, or the story of Inquisition, you know, this is where we really find out, you know, why Solus did what he did. Uh, he wants to rip the fade down. He, you know, he, he pretty much after he did what he did by, by uh, creating the fade, uh, cutting us all off from the fade with the veil, he pretty much went into an extended sleep. He awoke to find that his actions really hurt his people. He's an elf. He is pro-elf. We know that. You know, he, he has his whole speech about that. And especially if you play as an elven character or an elven inquisitor and you talk to him and, uh, you know, you kind of disagree with him on, on elven topics, he'll really let you know where he stands, you know, in terms of elf rights, let's just say. Um, but he sees the fact that he, since he cut off the elves, you know, his race from the fade by, by the veil, by using the veil, um, you know, he, he hurt them. Uh, he They became mortal. Granted, elves do live longer than most other races, but they do die. Um, their power was greatly diminished, and because of that, they're oppressed. You know, you look at Dragon Age Origins when you start that game. You could pretty much play as any race except for the Kunari, because we're just introduced to the Kunari there. Um, but you find that you could either play as either a city elf or as a Dalish. Um, you know, the Dalish pretty much, I don't want to say they're shunned by, they, they, they themselves shun society. They live out there on their own, but they're really persecuted. Um, 
you know, people avoid them, will probably try to hunt them down or whatnot. Elves that do not want to live out in the wild like elves were meant to do, they do migrate to the city and they live in slums. I mean, city elves are pretty much the lowest of the low uh, in terms of the city. Um, when you kind of look at the uh, the status or, 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 or the stratosphere, I don't really know what you want. When you kind of look at the levels of society, you know, in Dragon Age overall, uh, humans, of course, naturally, we put ourselves on top because that's just how we are. Um, everybody looks down on the elves, you know, even the dwarves. The dwarves who are pretty much, you know, kind of shunned by everybody, uh, you know, they shun the elves themselves. I mean, the elves are really on the bottom of the totem pole when you think about it. So Solus is like, nope, can't have it. You know, I am going to rip the veil down and... You know, I'm going to restore my people. I'll probably end up destroying, you know, the world in the process. But I think I'll, you know, I, I think his, his, his thinking is, is that he's really going to recreate it. Uh, he's going to put elves back on top. He's going to unleash this power upon our world, or the world of Dragon Age, I should say. You know, and that's really what he wants to do. And his first go-round was to give his own orb of power to Corpheus, thinking that Corpheus is just going to destroy the veil and kind of bring about Solus's plan for him. Uh, Corpheus, of course, just wanted it for himself. He wanted power. Uh, yes, he did want to kind of create that rift in the veil, but he just wanted to do it to summon demons and just wreak havoc. Uh, he wasn't looking to improve anybody. I mean, Solus, if you think about it, you know, his quest kind of similar to Thanos, okay? Listen, I just saw Infinity War. I, I shouldn't say I just saw Infinity War. I saw Infinity War, and this this movie, is it's still on my mind. But if you think about it, you know, he doesn't want power for himself. He doesn't want to restore... He wants to restore the elves to where they were. He wants to kind of set balance to the world, you know? He kind of feels like, look, when I created the veil, I made a big mistake. I have to undo that mistake, even if it means... A lot of people are going to die. A lot of races might be wiped out. I have to fix my mistake. What's also sort of interesting and kind of reading up about it, when they came up with Trespasser, because in it, you know, there there's a lot of things. Listen, the Kunari invade. Um, you know, you have to kind of decide the fate of the Inquisition. Are you going to serve the Divine? Are you going to disband? What are you going to do? Sure, we get all those stories and everything. But really at the heart of it, what it is, is you find out that Solus, you know, what his plans are is he is going to rip this veil down one way or the other. And really, you know, some of the major quests in uh, Trespasser are, you know, trying to stop his plans. Um... You know, there's those very powerful elven artifacts, uh, you know, the mirrors, and I do forget their name. I should look it up, but I do forget their name. You know, there are those mirrors that allow, you know, that had allowed the elves to travel great distances, basically from one mirror to the other. Uh, you know, Solus is trying to collect them up, you know, and, and perhaps enter the Fade that way, or, you know, kind of rip down the veil using those. You do have to stop him. And really what happens is, is at the end, you know, you do sort of spoil that plan for him, but, you know, based on the choices that you make, it, it's really, it sort of ends up as that, like, look, Solus is out there, he's going to do what he's going to do, we really have two choices here, you know, and you can kind of play it uh, two ways, it's either... We're going to go out there and we're going to just put an end to him once and for all. You know, I'm going to sort of create a new inquisition or get a new group, you know, a new team together because Solus already knows all the members uh, of the inquisition. 
we have to get new people out there to fight him. Or, you know what? For better or for worse, Solus was my friend. He's gone crazy. He's gone mad, and I'm gonna save him from himself. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna thwart his plan. Obviously, you know, we we want to keep the veil intact, but you know, I'm gonna sort of I, I'm gonna save him. You know, I'm not gonna destroy him. I'm going to save him. Kind of, if you think about it, you know, it's almost it's almost sort of like it's almost sort of like a winter soldier kind of a civil war thing, you know, with Bucky, with Solus. See, look at this Solus. He's Thanos. He's Bucky. Wow. He's, he's a really powerful guy. But you know, if, if you can kind of see the parallels in the stories here, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's going to do really an event that a lot of us would consider horrific, you know, ripping the veil down and unleashing God knows what upon, you know, the, the realm of dragon age. But, you know, he's not doing it because he's like a nihilist. He's not doing it for power. You know, he doesn't want to destroy everybody and, and be left ruler of, of the world. He believes he did something wrong and he wants to right it, even though the cost could be very great. Um, you know, and, and again, you as the Inquisitor, you know, you, you, your choices are like, look, we have to stop his plan. There's no doubt about it. But we either stop it by taking him out or bringing him in and, and try to rehabilitate him. And, you know, that's that's kind of civil war right there for you. You know, that's the, you know, the story between Captain America, Bucky, and Iron Man, you know, if you really think about it. All right, I think we'll get off the Marvel references for now. But, I mean, going forward, I really do believe that Dragon Age 4 is going to be a direct sequel of uh, Inquisition and Trespasser. Uh, I believe that the character that you created, the Inquisitor, uh, is going to continue. Uh, again, I'm sure they'll let you kind of modify it, change it. If you played it one way, you can kind of create a new Inquisitor. You know, whatever. But basically, the story of the Inquisitor is going to continue. Um, you know, the hero that stopped the Blight, whatever happens with them, happens with them. Um, you know, playing as Hawk, champion of Kirkwall, yeah, you know his or her story kind of ended sure there's that return in inquisition but this is a direct sequel the character the story the friendships alliances that you made in inquisition i really believe they're going to carry over and we're going to go after Solus. and i don't know we'll see from there i mean i think that's definitely i definitely think that's something i would really like to see um Again, you know, great storytelling, great story building in this series, and I think they really set themselves up for a great game. Again, we're not talking gameplay, anything like that. That's a separate podcast in and of itself. But I'm pretty positive. I'm pumped for it. I can't wait. Uh, you know, I love going back and playing all three of these games, all the DLC I can, and I really, really enjoy it. Alrighty, so chime in let me know what you think what are your thoughts on uh dragon age 4 where's it gonna go the story and whatnot um look for me on instagram defender of the realm 97 of course you can find this and other great podcasts at www.brothersinarmchairs.com uh, where you'll find links to this and other great podcasts that are sort of in the brothers and armchairs network this is jay good gaming to you